It was a very narrow vote under heavy criticism regarding corruption and his recent treatment of Palestinians. After 12 years in power, Benjamin Netanyahu is no longer the Prime Minister of Israel. Will the new government be any better, though? This week saw Neftali Bennett sworn in as the new Prime Minister of Israel, part of a compromise between Israel's right-wing party and the other political parties. Centrist party leader Yair Lapid organized this compromised oust of Netanyahu. Lapid will become Prime Minister in a few years as part of the deal. The vote was close, 60 to 59. Netanyahu pledged to return, but many believe his days as Prime Minister are permanently over. Bennett expressed confidence in compromise and working together to lead Israel in a better direction. Israel has experienced this before, disunity, looking to a leader to unite. David was that man once, but Christ brings true unity, not just to Israel, but to anyone who follows him. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and this is a program called In the Footsteps of Peter. Peter was a human, just like we all are. He had hopes, he had dreams, and he was just living his life trying to make a living as a fisherman. But when he met Jesus, that all changed, except for the fishing part, of course. Jesus turned him into a fisher of men, and his story shows us over and over again just how gracious the Lord is to us in our own lives. And since we're thinking about Peter this week, I really want you to get to know him better by watching the epic documentary that was originally presented on the BBC called In the Footsteps of Peter. I'm David Suchet, and I'm in search of one of the most puzzling characters in history, a simple first-century fisherman who somehow became the founding father of the most powerful Christian church on earth. Wow, look at these. We know him as St. Peter, Mentioned more times in the New Testament than anyone except Jesus. Peter's character and what motivates him has always intrigued me. In this series, I'll be uncovering fragments of tradition and half-whispered traces of Peter's life, revealing surprising new discoveries and theories about the man who shaped a faith that came to dominate Western civilization. In the footsteps of Peter, as what the title says, basically we follow as best we can the journey of Peter, starting life as a fisherman on the shores of Galilee and ending up in Rome. Um, the Bible, the New Testament, has, has no uh, story of, of, of Peter in Rome. That's where tradition takes over. Um, and it's just an incredible story. So we start off Jesus, uh, Peter the fisherman, we have Peter in Jerusalem uh, during Jesus' last week. We look at the impact he made when all seems to be lost, where the disciples have fled back home. And it's Peter around whom the embryonic Jesus movement takes faith, starts preaching to the crowds. And then there's the movement into Rome. You know, it is a faith story. Right. And we had the added value of uh, David Suchet. He, he, he wants to know what motivates people. As an actor, 
he spends an awful long time thinking about who are these people? I want to know about them. So to have a combination of an inquiring mind, to have someone who has faith, and we took him and we went on this remarkable journey. That's how you get this kind of th- a more three-dimensional picture if you don't have the privilege of actually, uh, like we have, of, of going to Israel a lot and, 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 uh, and, and seeing the tourist groups and, and, and so on. So I think that was David's thing as well. What, you know, where's the history in all this? You know, where, how can we locate the story and how we can narrate the story and, 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 and make it come alive? That's the voice of Ray Bruce, who produced In the Footsteps of Peter. And before that, we heard the unmistakable voice of David Suchet, who brought Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot to life. David is a follower of Christ, just like Ray Bruce, and they made this epic two-part documentary, In the Footsteps of Peter, so you can see for yourself the places where the apostle traveled, from the shores of Galilee to Jerusalem, and on to Rome, this indescribable film will only make you feel like you're on vacation, but it will bolster your faith, showing how simple fishermen could be called into great service for our Savior and King. You can call us after the program at 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or come visit our website. Watch the trailer from the documentary and then make your fiscal year-end gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, for In the Footsteps of Peter. And if you didn't get In the Footsteps of Paul from us last year, we have that in a special bundle with the Peter documentary for your minimum gift to the ministry. Ask about it when you call or read more when you go online. And now we open with the music of Shane and Shane.
Shane and Shane, joined by a friend with Jesus Firm Foundation, opening this haven today in a program called In the Footsteps of Peter. I'm Charles Morris. The Apostle Peter is probably the most famous of all the disciples, and a series of paintings produced in the 1600s helped to solidify his legacy. The pearly gates, enormous and set in gold. On the other side is paradise. But before a soul could enter, the gatekeeper must let them through. Peter is the gatekeeper, according to those old paintings, no doubt drawing on the words of Matthew 16, 19, To you I will give the keys of the kingdom. Scripture doesn't go so far as to say Peter was the gatekeeper. And it doesn't teach us that Peter was more than an ordinary man. In fact, in his own writings, Peter was clear, all believers have an equal faith. These aren't tears of belief for holiness. If you believe in Jesus, you've been set apart as holy. Your faith is just as valuable as his. He isn't the gatekeeper of heaven. He was just a man who was saved by our Lord. But Peter will always hold a special place in history. As you read the opening pages of the New Testament, the Gospels, you would notice that Peter is always right in the middle of things. He was a witness to the transfiguration. He walked on water with the Lord Jesus. He even cut the ear off a soldier who was there to arrest Christ before his crucifixion. He's usually the first to speak on behalf of the apostles, and more than once he found himself with his foot placed in his mouth because he spoke too soon. As you look at the book of Acts, you see Peter's outspoken nature continue. He was the first apostle to deliver the first Christian sermon on the day of Pentecost. There is so much to say about Peter, but who was he really? The first time Peter met Jesus was brief. Jesus had been doing ministry up in Bethany, where John the Baptist was baptizing. John was getting a lot of attention, some even thinking he was the Christ, the Messiah, but he denied that pointing to Jesus as the Lamb of God. And it was during this time that Jesus met Andrew and Simon, two brothers, fishermen brothers, who had begun to hear that Jesus was the Messiah. It was then that Jesus had a special word to Simon. Jesus looked at him, we're told in Scripture, and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which, when translated, is Peter. When you meet Jesus... He changes you. Simon was a fisherman, being out on the water. Cephas, or stone, was the last thing you wanted to be. Simon, the name, actually means something like shifting sand or blowing wind. But when he met Christ, he got a new identity and a new name. Cephas, stone, solid as a rock. Peter became a powerful leader in the church. And it was through Christ that he received a name that fit his new identity. Jesus called him to come and see that he was truly the Messiah. And the same is true for us. When you meet Jesus, you receive a new name and a new way of life. Simon met Christ and he was never the same again. But it was right then that Peter began following Christ. We must turn to the Gospel of Luke to get the fuller story behind Peter's call to follow Jesus as a disciple. Let's look at that story together. And I can't think of a better way to do that than by having David Suchet read it to us from Luke chapter 5. One day, 
as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. David Suchet, reading part of Luke 5, thanks to our friends at Bible Gateway. The story of Peter's call to discipleship. It makes no sense, unless Peter had already met Jesus earlier, as the book of John tells us. Who was Peter? This call to discipleship gives us a clear picture. He was a man overwhelmed with his own sense of guilt and sin. And that sense of guilt was only made worse when Peter realized Jesus was a man of God who could work miracles. Depart from me, Peter said. I am a sinful man. How many of us have felt that very same way? The Lord is so kind to us, yet we do not deserve his kindness. We sin, we fall, we even betray. But through it all, the Lord remains our friend, and he loves us still. We may cry out, depart from me like Peter. We may refuse his presence. But the beautiful truth behind Peter's story is that Jesus refuses our refusal. Jesus stays, and he does more than that. He rescues us. He gives us a new identity. He makes us clean and holy and forgiven. And just like Peter, we need the Lord's reassurance. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Peter was a sinful man, and his story of betrayal isn't done just because he was called to follow Christ. As we continue to follow in his footsteps through Scripture, we encounter Peter sinning again. But don't miss this point. We don't have to be afraid. Peter was afraid that his sin meant the Lord didn't want to be near him. He thought his sin was too great. He was afraid of judgment and of drowning out on that sea of Galilee. But Christ wasn't. Don't be afraid. He will take your sin, and he forgives it. And don't be afraid. He'll take your fear and turn it into faith. Don't be afraid. You'll now get to fish for men. You will share Christ, and others will see the truth. Our sin is deceptive. And in our weakness, it can get the upper hand. But through it all, we can remember Christ and Peter at the very beginning. 
Peter was sick, sinful, unclean, but Christ is holy and pure. It isn't Peter's condition that rubs off. It's Christ's. When Christ chooses to come near, he cleans us. And when he sets his love upon our sinful souls, he redeems us, and he gives us a new name. So the question for us today, as it was with Peter, is this. Will you follow Jesus? He's done all that is necessary, and he calls us to follow him, to lay aside our nets, the things we depend on for meaning in life, and he calls us to follow after him, trusting him to take care of our needs and to make us into the people he wants us to be. Do you follow Jesus? We walk in Peter's footsteps when we follow Christ, even when we stumble and fall like Peter did. Christ is there. Christ is calling us, and we walk with him, and we'll find that his faithfulness and love for us goes so much deeper than we could ever imagined. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy on Jesus' name On Christ the solid rock I stand On other ground is sinking sand On other ground is sinking sand W. Smith, and on Christ the solid rock I stand, here on a haven today, in the footsteps of Peter. I'm Charles Morris. 
The life of Peter is fascinating. And the more you study it, the more you see yourself in his actions. One moment we can be so brave for our Lord, and the next moment we feel like we're going astray again. But his is a story of grace. And when you look at his life in total, you'll see Jesus at work from the beginning to the end. And I think that's why I really appreciate this epic documentary called In the Footsteps of Peter. From the shores of Galilee to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, this movie will take you on a journey of faith. It was originally produced for the BBC, a two-part documentary hosted by British actor David Suchet. I know as you watch this film, you'll be encouraged to see that if the Lord could take a simple fisherman like Peter for his glory, he can use you as well. Why don't you call us right now? Why don't you make your gift to Haven today and ask for in the footsteps of Peter? Here's the number to call, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the film's trailer, and you can make your gift for the DVD at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And remember, if you want both In the Footsteps of Peter and In the Footsteps of Paul, two documentaries, we have these DVDs in a special bundle for your minimum gift for our fiscal year end. Ask about the bundle when you call or read more when you go online. Would you join me in prayer right now? Oh, dear God in heaven, I must confess to you that there is one biblical character, one apostle that I never identify myself with, and that's the Apostle Peter that we've been talking about on the program today. Lord, may we just all stop in our tracks. May we all examine our hearts. May we all get on our knees. May we all confess our sins. And may we just for a moment think of how we in our lives have been like the Apostle Peter. Sometimes we may have been too brash, thinking we knew it all, thinking we had to lead others when we should have been following. Lord, we have fear that creeps in in our hearts, like when Peter was walking on water and looked down and looked away from the face of his Savior, and he started to sink. We've all been there. And if we all stop long enough and look really deep inside ourselves, each of us can see how we've denied our Lord even more than three times. Lord, forgive us like you forgave Peter. You call us to be fishers of men just like you called your servant, the apostle. Lord, we have a task in front of us, and we want to do it right. We want to do it well, but we can't do it on our own. So, Lord, as we're looking at the life of Peter, may we see how we are in his footsteps as we follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Give us strength, give us wisdom, and give us boldness that's not coming from ourselves, but it's coming from the Spirit of the living God who dwells in us and leads us as we walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray right now. Amen. Amen. 
I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? But again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In the early 18th century, Katrina von Schlegel wrote these words in the hymn, Be Still My Soul. Thy Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. Profound lyrics. The writer of Psalm 126 wrote during a time of great trial in Israel and said similar words, Restore our fortunes, O Lord. As a nation, Israel often faced discipline for its sins. The same Lord who disciplined them was also able to restore them. Many Christians feel this same longing today. Don't despair. Jesus died to restore our fortunes and return to us what we have lost. What sin has robbed of us, Christ will restore when he returns. He'll repay us from his own fullness. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.